Hey there, I'm Wendy Vaughn, sales success coach and the queen of compassion-based selling because, well, selling is all about supporting, not convincing. So I am so glad that you've tuned in to today's episode of the Selling Made Easy show because this show is all about inspiration, not just in learning a simple technique or mindset shift that makes it easier to get clients, but inspiration that happens as we get to peer through the lens of guest entrepreneurs who are blazing their own trails. And those trails have probably included a few unexpected roadblocks, maybe even having to overcome fears or blocks about selling. Now, I believe everyone has their zone of genius, their superpower that's a gift to others, including you. Now, for me, after, well, 22 years of outperforming my peers in sales results, well, it's almost an x-ray vision that I have when it comes to finding and fixing any sales blind spots within entrepreneurs that are unknowingly causing potential clients to slip away. And with today's guest, her zone of genius is her ability to fully understand the challenges, frustrations, and even loneliness that comes with being a woman in her midlife and to support them to fall back in love with themselves. So I am super excited to introduce Lisa Lee. Now, Lisa is a wellness and self-love coach committed to helping midlife women reconnect with themselves. Now, as a coach, she inspires them to live their best midlife by getting their unconditional love of themselves back so they can lead a healthier life. Now, she does this through teaching her clients to tackle the core beliefs that drive their current habits and routines and replace those with beliefs of self-love and acceptance. Now, the results her clients see are the importance of making themselves a priority, which can change their eating habits, find their motivation to exercise, and create practices to increase their health and wellness. Well, welcome, Lisa. I am so excited to have you as my guest today. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, and I just love how you're helping women reclaim their zest for life during this important chapter in their life, their midlife. So I can't wait to hear more about this and the work you're now doing. Okay, yes, I'm excited to share. And, you know, Lisa, always top of my question for me is, what exactly was the inspiration or, you know, tipping point that prompted you to start your own coaching practice? Well, uh, I was overwhelmed and close to burning out. Um, at the time, I was going to school to get my master's to become a marriage and family therapist. And I had an active four-year-old son and you know, running the day-to-day -day obligations here at home. And my weight was just going up and up. I was, I think at my highest at 178 pounds. And that was a surely a lot of weight on my little petite body. And my eating habits were just off the rails. And, you know, I tried numerous attempts, you know, with trainers, diet regimens, you know, the yo-yo dieting everything I could under the sun to try to curtail, you know, my eating habits, thinking that that's what it was. I, I got to figure out how to eat right and exercise better. And it wasn't until my trainer who encouraged me to work with a health coach. And my assumption was just to feel like, okay, she's going to probably tell me the same thing, eat right, exercise more, you know, the usual stuff, but she didn't. She 
quite bluntly just told me, how do you see yourself when you're older? Do you see yourself on medication? Um, you know, using a walker or wheelchair. And that oh I have goodness. to say, Wendy, yeah. that was, that, it, that's just scary. That was a shock. <laughs> it was, it was. And I was just like, I wasn't expecting those questions. I was just right. expecting the usual things. And that brought up an array of emotions of anger and fear and, and shame. Um, mm. But that allowed me to listen to what she was saying. And right. she worked out a plan yeah. for me that worked in my lifestyle. Um, and I started uh, losing the weight. And I did have some roadblocks along the way that we worked through. And um, I lost about 40 plus pounds. And wow. yeah, and Fantastic. towards the end of that, as I was losing my weight, I realized that a lot of us women don't know how to work on the emotional side of losing weight. We know the physicality. Mm -hmm. And that's when I kind of just said, I'm going to finish up my master's in psychology, but I'm going to be a health and wellness coach. And, wow. and that's where I began. Wow. That was pivotal. And obviously that powerful question really caused you to redefine, <laughs> redefine the purpose <laughs> that you had for making those healthy choices. It wasn't yeah. just a matter of, oh, well, I'm, I really should stop. I really shouldn't eat this. Now it was a bigger picture. Correct. Yes. So what everything was leading towards. Yeah. I love that. And it just created this whole shift. You were well on your way to becoming a marriage and family therapist, which obviously you'd put a whole lot of thought into that. And this experience has really shifted your entire path. Yeah, that's fantastic. And obviously such a powerful move that you have stepped into this role uh, to support other women, especially in their midlife. So yeah, I love that. So how long have you had your own coaching practice? And and during that time, has your business mission or vision evolved? Oh my gosh, it has. <laughs> so I, to be quite invulnerable and open to your listeners is that my goal was to help women to lose weight by helping them change their habits. Mm -hmm. And so I hired uh, someone to help me through this process and a business coach. And she felt, and I felt at that time that opening up a wellness spa would be a oh, great wow. opportunity to do that. And okay. though visually, and it looked great on paper, um, it, uh, it didn't quite work out because I was in charge of the day-to-day -day running of the company and less time working with actual clients. Right. So, right. yeah. So that was the hardest thing. And I had to kind of give up that part. Um, and I sold my business. I kind of licked my wounds for a couple of months. And then mm. I finally said, I need to start all over. And I did. And in 2016, I started Luna Wellness and um, it was a really great opportunity, but I was stuck in the marketing part of how do I sell myself? How do I get that message out? You can say. And so I said I was a health and wellness coach. Then I moved into an emotional eating coach and then I went to a wellness coach and then I went to a wellness and mindset coach until um I worked with this woman who said, you know, 
you not only helped me lose my weight, you changed my life by making me realize what, how important I am and that making myself a priority. And that light bulb just went on with Blazy and I go, oh my gosh, Mm -hmm. that's what it is. So that's when I changed to myself to be a wellness and self-love coach because I felt something was missing through this whole priority. And that's what it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. You obviously have huge expertise and a, a lifetime of, of life lessons and your own firsthand walking your talk, right? But then how do we put that into a package, if you will, yes. <laughs> that resonates with your ideal potential client, people that you love working with. And like we said in your introduction, you know, your zone of genius, somebody that you really do intuitively know what they're going through. Yeah. So it, yeah, it makes a a lot of sense. And being so immersed in the running of a business to not be able to do what you truly love doing is, is always frustrating. So mm-hmm. I just love how you've really aligned with what, what aligns for you, because we know that so many people suffer from weight gain and y- y- you can serve millions of people with that, but it doesn't necessarily make it easier that so many people want that because it then becomes, still comes down to being you and differentiating yourself and providing that unique perspective to something. So yeah, I love how that client really created that light bulb moment. Well, have there been any big roadblocks besides the fact that you, you've evolved <laughs> many different iterations of your expertise over the years? Have there been any other big roadblocks or challenges that you've had to overcome along the way? Yes, there has been. Um, I, one particular one, which really took me a while was the imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, someone who that for me that, you know, had gained so much weight and tried numerous times to lose weight. I kind of not really relied on my self-worth and self-belief that I can lose the weight. And this kind of overflowed into the imposter syndrome of like, can I really help these women? Can I really change their lives? Can, can I be, it's just me. So it took about a good two years to work through that process. And with the help of my business coach guiding me through that, I was able to come on the other side of believing in myself, you know, especially when I see the changes that my clients were going through and that um, built my confidence. And I knew right there and then that I am worthy of helping them and I am worth providing them the advice that they need and giving them what they need actually on their journey. Right. You yourself went through this whole evolution, transformation and reframed why you eat what you're eating and and putting now a new priority on the value that you hold for yourself and and, falling back in love with yourself and knowing what just a huge shift that probably made in so many different areas and aspects of your life. But yet the little voices suddenly get very loud when you go to step out into, you know, turning this into a business where you're supporting others, even though you, you have all this education and experience. And then suddenly the, and, and I think you nailed it in terms of it really is a self-worth issue more than a qualification 
you know, do you have the expertise? Well, of course I have the expertise, but you peeled back the layers and listened and, and realized that it was more of a, am I worthy of being this? Am I good enough? Am I the right person? So uh, it's, it's interesting how those little limiting belief voices become very loud when, when you start your own business. So could you share maybe a technique that you used mm-hmm. to be able to regain that and reconnect with the confidence and the understanding that, no, I really do have it together. I really do have the skill set <laughs> and the ability and the experience to make a difference for others. Yeah. Um, what I learned to realize, I, I had two perceptions, a perception of that, like, am I worthy? Can I deal with this? And what can I do to stand out? What can I bring to the table that is going to be different from what they already know? Mm -hmm. And so I came to realize after working through my first challenge of the imposter syndrome, I realized that I didn't need to also reinvent the wheel in health and wellness, but only change it up by 10%, putting my own little spin on it. And that meant by just kind of bringing down my niche even further, which is working with midlife women specifically. Mm -hmm. Um, And then also um, amping up my website, um, hiring a qualified, a good web designer, um, hiring a social media person to help me kind of spread the word, but also hiring a... um, an editor and a copywriter to help me get that message out, like what I'm trying to say, because I have a tendency to babble. <laughs> and so to have someone to help me kind of cut through all that and really speak what I want, mm-hmm. it, it was a really great thing. And that has helped me quite a bit. Yeah, no, all those things really add up to creating that sense of, yeah, I, I do have my stuff together. <laughs> I am legitimate. I am worthy of this. I do have a solid business. And I do have the abilities to serve. So yeah, I love that. And and Lisa, you're obviously an expert at helping those midlife women to, you know, gain that unconditional love of themselves so they can live healthier lives now in this important chapter of their life. But I'm curious, how do you feel about the client enrollment or, you know, the sales part of being in business? Now, this is a very different skill set. Maybe, maybe not. Um, do you have any challenges or frustrations with this important part of growing a successful business? Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> um, it has always been like the thorn on my side. Um you know, the, the foundation of my coaching, Wendy, is is always been about accountability. That means that, you know, I teach my clients that I can provide them all the tools, the tips, the support they need, but it is ultimately up to them to take the next step. Right. And when it comes to the sales role, um, I'm not used to seeing myself as pushy. I'll ask them, you know, I'll tell them about the program and how much it costs and everything. And, you know, it's, I can feel the crickets going on and some of them will do it and the others won't. And I don't know what to do after that. I'm like, kind of don't know where I am. I'm like, oh, right. Yeah. It's interesting. You don't want to just say, oh, okay. And (laughs) let them walk away, but yet you don't want to step into this. Well, are you kidding me? What you're saying is this and confront them and make them feel like, 
Oh mm-hmm. gosh, she's really trying to pressure me. So I can understand that. And you're definitely not alone in having that feeling of, well, how can I support them without pressuring them, without making them feel like they're being sold something they don't want. So I would love to provide you with a little bit of insight around that if you'd like. I would love to. Yes, yes. Okay. All right. So this is the interesting thing. You know, within your coaching, when you already have a client, like you mentioned, you you present that it's up to them to actually put these things into action and to take the steps and to make the results happen by their own actions. But yet in this aspect of your coaching where they aren't yet a coach, where they aren't yet your client and you're in this uh, conversation with them about the possibilities, what's interesting is that when they come to that point of then committing to themselves to say yes to this, what are some of those typical things that come up? Can you, is it price? Is it, is that, because that's typically one of the things that comes up as an objection. It, it is. It's, it's mainly the, the, yeah, the price the price. That- okay. Okay. And that's understandable because knowing, knowing the work that you provide, I'm guessing it's not exactly cheap, but there's a tremendous value. And here's the thing when you're, Early, in, early on in the conversation, when you're talking with a potential client about their frustrations and, and what's going on in, their, in her life and, and you know, how that's really impacting her sense of enjoyment of the part of her life where she still does feel good. Maybe there are a few more aches and pains or this or that, but for all sense and purposes, It is a time when there's still a lot of life to be living. And here's the thing. Pricing is all relative. Okay. Money is relative. If we go to the grocery store and we find, um, you know, a head of lettuce and, and it's a dollar 50 and we go to another store and we find the same head of lettuce and it's $5. It's like, Oh my God, that's ridiculous. You know, but we're only talking a difference of what three fifty, three dollars and 50 cents. So my point is everything is relative. If we had gone to someplace prior and it was an organic store and everything was flown in from some uh, pristine organic farm and, and that head of lettuce was $8. And then we found one for five. It's like, oh my goodness, you know, $8 is ridiculous. I'll buy this one for five. And so my point is everything is relative based on our point of awareness or perspective. So Here's my advice and my recommendation is that when when you're speaking with a potential client, it sounds to me like if there is a question about the the cost or the level of investment, then what it means is she doesn't see the value in that early on in the conversation. And the way that value is created is it's not by force or or hype or creating things that make something sound too good to be true. No, in fact, that backfires. The way that you create value is to find out from this potential client how she values feeling good. What value does she place on that? What value does she have 
around the idea of vitality. How important is it for her to wake up and jump out of bed instead of hesitating and trying to swing legs over the side and feeling the aches and pains? You know, how important is it to be able to keep up with grandkids? How important is it to be able to know that she's going to be able to you know, lose that weight? What is, what is that new transformation going to, what value does she have on that? So in other words, if you support your potential client to really connect with the value that they already have on the transformation that you're able to provide, then when you arrive at the part where you're, you know, sharing what the cost of investment is and what your packages are priced at, then it's relative and she understands the bigger picture. So does, is this landing for you? Yes, it is. It is. Yeah. And so uh, again, because money is and costs and amounts are all relative we spend $2,000 on a vacation, we're thinking, wow, that was a good deal. We spent $2,000 going to a movie. We think, my God, that was ridiculous. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. So money is relative. Hopefully that uh, lands for you. And so I'd love to hear how this lays out in a real conversation with somebody. And if you're able to um, better support them in realizing uh, what's truly at stake, because that's what it comes down to. So yeah. I, I love that. And you know, speaking of situations that have created a, a shift in our perspective, I'm thinking about the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And for most of us, it's clearly in the rear view mirror. Obviously, the virus is still around and whatnot. But the pandemic itself was such a catalyst for all types of people, right? Kids having to do school from home, husbands, men working home-based, maybe instead of at the big corporate job, not to put anybody into any containers, but, you know, for all of us, our lives were put into a completely different perspective and situations, new situations were created. And I'm just thinking about your potential client, your ideal client, midlife women, um, where if they were struggling with weight issues or if they were struggling with a sense of purpose, the pandemic was probably not the best situation for them. So can you speak maybe a little bit to the impact of the pandemic on the work that you do? Uh, Yes, yes. Um, So the impact of that pandemic did increase their stress in their lives because, you know, both, you know, the home now became more of their, you know, workplace as well as their office and, and having the stress of doing both, you know, like a home and being at home and then being at work and under one roof, just there wasn't any respite in that kind of stress. It was just quickly jumping from one to another, or uh, some of my clients even said like in between meetings, they would rush to go put, you know, clothes in the washer and dryer or (laughs) wash dishes and, or deal with the kids. And so there wasn't any time to any downtime. And they were asking me like, well, how do I reduce this stress? You know, and my, you know, I'm eating too much because now I'm closer to the refrigerator and, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm just dealing with all these emotions. And, um, it was just more just listening to, how they want to get a handle on the the stress and not 
over, you know, gain too much weight. Right, so right. Yeah, things. you're speaking how you were feeling burnt out and putting on weight and this, you know, as you were heading into your master's degree uh, for um, your marriage and family therapist role. But I'm just thinking how that whole scenario, the stress, the unending demands and the impulse to... <laughs> run to that refrigerator was probably <laughs> a, yeah. big, a big calling and just to try to cope. So yeah, it, it makes sense that I kind of thought that your potential client, your ideal clients were not um, thrilled with the impact of the pandemic on certain things that they were trying to deal with and, and run a tight ship and handle all of the responsibilities that go on with how everything got mixed up and upside down. And uh, in addition to, of course, the health concerns. So, well, well, Lisa, I'm just, I'm kind of at the edge of my seat here. So maybe you can provide a little bit more clarity in terms of specifics. How do you work with those midlife women who, who want to finally look their best, feel their best, and ultimately fall back in love with who they are? Can you share just a few more specifics or details about your philosophy or your approach? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, you know, having a master's degree in psychology and I a BA in psychology, um, so I I use some of the light psychology modality, you know, methodologies that I use, mm -hmm. such as cognitive behavior therapy. And what that means is just challenging those negative thoughts, you know, where um, those thoughts originate and how do we go about reframing in, in their ways, like creating more of positive thoughts and a healthy mindset, because, um, I, like I say, losing weight is, is 10%, you know, watching what you eat, 90% is your mindset of what you're thinking and feeling at that moment. And mm -hmm. so that's where I, I meet them on their journey is trying to help them understand where those uh, belief systems are coming from. Um, how do we go about changing them? And also bringing them back into the here and now, because uh, a lot of my clients are struggling with, oh my gosh, I got to take care of this when I get home. I got to, you know, drive my kids here, or I got to go see my in-laws. You know, they're always thinking in the future, or they're always thinking in the past of like, oh, I should have done this. I should have, I should have, should have. And they're never in the here and now. And so we kind of, I kind of just bring them back of understanding what the awareness is around them, what is happening and how do they work through that instead of reaching for something to eat or instead of um, dealing with the stress in a wrong way. And right. then I, I add in a little bit of neuroscience of how the brain and mind works and with habits and behaviors, because a lot of us, you know, growing up, uh, we were always taught about willpower, like, oh, just, you know, rely on your willpower. It's going to get you through it. But willpower is a muscle. So after a while, it kind of peters out. And and so what are you left with is you're, you're left with just the uh, the craving and the indulgence to just grabbing something to eat. So I teach them how to work with their their mind and their brain, as opposed to working against it. Mm, nice. So on all areas. <laughs> right. Yeah. No. It sounds like a really robust approach that you're taking to support women not only through their healthy habits, which we all know what healthy habits are supposed to look like, but how do we actually 
create them habits instead of you know a fly by night kind of like well I'll do this for the next hour and a half and then that's done <laughs> and it sounds like your approach is really geared towards getting to the core of what the beliefs are that are driving these actions and mm-hmm. to re- help them reframe their own self-worth and and really take a more of an ownership in the fact that they do matter and that those limiting beliefs that who knows where, when those started, those are not true. And, uh, you know, founding that with also the neuroscience aspect of backing change modification and, and behavioral modification. Yeah. It sounds like a really, a really thorough and customized approach that you offer. So yeah, I love that. Well, how can listeners learn more about this and the work you're doing? Oh, yes, yes. So they can find me on my social media handles on Luna Wellness Coaching. And um, that's where they can get some tips and tools and um, just learn more about myself and what I do. Okay. All right. Perfect. So that's uh, Facebook, Instagram, Yes, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. <laughs> and TikTok. All right. Fantastic. I love that. And that is Luna Wellness Coaching. Yes. Okay, perfect. Well, Lisa, you have already shared so many golden nuggets of wisdom here through our conversation. But if I could tap on you one last time, mm-hmm. uh, in looking at your own experience in building your business, and actually it sounds like a couple of businesses, the, the brick and mortar location, as well as your coaching business, what's some advice that you can share with, say, a frustrated entrepreneur who's maybe questioning their decision to have even started their own business or they're doubting their ability to succeed? All I can say, it's a process. These moments of frustrations and doubts that we find along the way is a roadmap to your success. We may see them as failures or, you know, holdups on what we want to be. But I believe that everything happens for a reason and that you just need to trust the process and you learn more about yourself, just like I did. There's little nuggets along the way that you pick up. You're like, ah, this is what I needed. Oh, this is what I needed to learn. Just like where I learned to find out where I became a wellness and self-love coach for midlife women. I knew right there and then that's what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I love that. It's just, it, it is an evolution, right? Is what I think I'm hearing you say. It's just learning as you go and accepting that, that it is an evolution instead of looking at it in terms of, oh, I failed. I didn't do that. That didn't work you know, in terms of just reframing. So yeah, I love that. Very, very inspirational. Thank you for, for sharing that. Really appreciate that. And, you know, Lisa, it's just been so great hearing about your journey from starting your, what you thought was going to be a marriage as a, you know, working as a marriage and family therapist, getting your master's in psychology, and then getting into this cycle with your own self where you were not pleased with weight gain and feeling of burnout and, and just having to juggle so many different things and defaulting to impulse that you knew wasn't serving you and oh no more diets you know diet didn't work this that nothing was working until you came across a a health coach right who posed that powerful question that just shifted your entire 
sense of direction as far as what needed to occur for you to be the person you really wanted to be instead of living with all the shoulds and, and uh, realizing, wow, that is a powerful difference that that person is making and seeing then your whole life play out in a completely different avenue. Not that there was anything wrong at all with becoming a marriage and family therapist. In fact, there's a huge need for that, but (laughs) aligning with something that spoke even deeper to you and becoming this wellness and self-love coach, helping midlife women reconnect with themselves and getting their unconditional love of themselves back so they can lead healthier lives. So I've really enjoyed our conversation. And I just want to thank you so much for being a guest on my show today. Thank you so much, Wendy. I appreciate it. Yeah. And again, for our listeners, you can reach Lisa through her social platforms. And that's Luna Wellness Coaching on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. All right. And for all our listeners, remember, when it comes to building a business that brings you joy and has an endless flow of high paying clients, well, don't overlook the power of what I call compassionate selling, where you've fully supported your potential client's decision-making process by providing them with everything they need to feel confident and excited about saying, yeah, this sounds great. So are you 100% confident that you're fully supporting your potential clients? Well, if you're curious, reach out to me and apply for a sales blind spot coaching session. You may be surprised by what we discover. All right. Well, this is Wendy Vaughn, Chief Paradigm Shifter and Sales Success Coach. And you can find me and our next podcast episode at PredictableSalesResults.com. Well, thank you for tuning in to today's episode with Lisa Lee. And as always, here's to your success.